Our world is broken, people are pretty messed up, and let's be honest, sometimes it feels like God is an abusive boyfriend who says I love you, but doesn't appear to be so loving. This podcast exists to remind you who you and your creator truly are, even amidst crisis, and offers stories of hope from people who have faced the unthinkable, yet continue to choose Jesus. Not because it's easy, but because they know that although life can feel excruciatingly complicated, there's holy simplicity found in Jesus. Hey, Tim. Hey, Amanda. Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having us, Allie. Yeah, hey, Allie. Yes, I'm so grateful that you are here. And listeners, you are in for a treat. As you can hear, we are doing a couples interview, which is something that you all have requested many times. And so we are thrilled to have Tim here. So, Tim, thanks for coming on and chatting with all of us women. We do have some men listeners, but usually it's women. So thanks for being here with the ladies. Uh, I've been one of your male listeners at one point. So I've come full circle now. Perfect. We do have male listeners. <laughs> well, <clears throat> today, um, friends, we are chatting about miscarriage. So I want to share that right up front because I know that this is something very common, but um, even more painful. And so if this is a topic that you are dealing with or triggers you in any way, I just want to say that flat out. Um, and I know that there are so many stories of miscarriage and so many women and men who have suffered that loss. But I asked him and Amanda to come on because they are two of the most vulnerable people and encouraging people. And they have suffered miscarriage, but they have turned to the Lord in such a beautiful way. And I don't even know all of their story. And so I'm excited to hear it, but um, they're, they're truly a power couple for the Lord. So that is why I asked them to come on today. So Amanda and Tim, would you share a little bit about yourselves with our audience? Amanda Tipton, we've been married for seven years now. Um, and we have uh, two children that are on their way to being grown from um, our son, Michael is five. Our daughter, Liz is four. We just had a, a newborn about two weeks ago, uh, Johanna Jill. And where are you guys currently living? Yeah, so we live in Whitehall, uh, which is both the birth pa- birthplace of the United States Navy and uh, also Bigfoot, uh, where I grew up. And <laughs> that's where we currently live, uh, right on the border of a few different towns, but uh, in Whitehall, New York. Yes, I love it. So I know that this is a loaded question, but would you all share your journey of miscarriage with us? Sure. Um, yes, of course. So, uh, it started in, well, 2018, we, um, were ready to have a third. We obviously, we liked having our kids close together. So we wanted to, to keep that rolling with a third. And we had decided it was going, we just wanted three kids. So it was going to be our last. And yeah, so we got pregnant in mid July and it was one of it was a one of the easier pregnancies I didn't feel sick at all which I think should have been a red flag for me like I wasn't tired I'm like wow this is like gonna be the best pregnancy and all of this <laughs> stuff and um I think that I probably miscarried her like or the baby at three or four weeks it was really early Um, I had decided with a third, I didn't want to make it, I wanted to wait as long as possible to make an appointment to go in. And so at that point, when I 
started to miscarry, which would have been around six weeks. Um, I hadn't even made an appointment or anything at that point. And uh, everything was going well. We had just told, we had waited a while before we even told our parents. We wanted to, well, actually, we didn't even tell his mom. We were planning on telling her that evening that I miscarried telling Tim's mom that Mm. we were pregnant. I had told my parents a few days beforehand and we uh, had just decided that we wanted to cherish that pregnancy between the two of us for a little bit before Mm. telling people, Mm. which with our other ones, we told the whole world right away. (laughs) Like we're pregnant. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So in the beginning, I think it was, it was different. And just being the third, we, we're just more prepared and well, we thought we were, um, so earlier that in the day we had had a nice little day as mom watched the kids and we had planned out how we were going to tell her. And unfortunately that's when I had started miscarrying and, um, yeah, that first one, it was really, it was really, really hard. We, um, called, my parents and a very dear friend who was a nurse and she advised us to go to the emergency room just to make sure it wasn't an ectopic pregnancy. I wasn't really in any pain. It was all, a lot of it was just, uh, emotional at that point of trying Mm -hmm. to process what was happening and, um, just honestly not being able to think right (laughs) just being really scared of Mm. what was to come and realizing that we had lost the baby and um I think we really didn't process till the next day because you know ER visits are hours upon hours and then I think we got home around three Mm -hmm. that morning um Mm. so I, I feel like the it didn't really hit us until that next morning that what had actually happened Mm. and just trying to make it through the night honestly that's what I remember the most just trying to make it through the night Mm. yeah what do you mean by that Amanda make it through the night is was that like were you scared for your life physically or was it emotionally yeah I wasn't scared for my life just physically or and emotionally processing everything I think um, for myself or just like who I am, I don't like to give in to my emotions or like showing emotion mm. until I've processed it all. Um, I think that's a little messed mm. up and I've, it's one thing I've, I've really <laughs> learned through my miscarriages is to whatever you're feeling in the moment, like just let it out. Like don't, you don't need to hold Mm. back and try to process it. Um, But especially Mm. the ER visit, for some reason, I just felt like I had to be really strong. I don't know if I need to be strong for Tim or for the doctor or the nurses or whatever. I just felt I had to, I couldn't let that emotion get to me until I was home. Um, and maybe that was because I felt safe yeah. at home or I just wanted to be with Tim or. Yeah. 
I wonder too, I was going to say when you were talking about being at the ER and not really processing until you got home, I wonder too, if it was a bit of adrenaline. I know that always happens to me and you're like, (laughs) where am I? I'm like in a hospital gown. Like this is what you see on the movies, you know? And I feel like that seriously still every time I go to the hospital and I've been to the hospital so much. So I just, I wonder too, if maybe adrenaline, because I know that happens to me. (laughs) No, I would agree with that. Adrenaline definitely played a big role in it. A lot of it was confusion on my end. Um, not that I, I you know, was mm. confused about what was happening, but I just didn't know what I didn't know. So <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, terms mm-hmm. or just uh, different concerns kind yeah. of being tossed around that I didn't even ever consider. Um, so there was yeah. a lot of that that was kind of catching up to speed of things I hadn't even really thought about. And then, um, you know, and then like, mm. like she said, you know, we set it up in a pretty good way that we were, uh, it, it was a big letdown. Uh, you know, we set it up to, come home from a nice date night and tell my mom, you know, we're going to have our third. And, you know, instead I was calling her crying saying, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to choke out that, you know, we lost the baby. Mm, For sure. Yeah. Yeah, So after the first one, it was, it was definitely, definitely like shook my world. It was almost, uh, I, I held on to the book of Job a lot. Um, I felt like a lot had been stripped from me of um like I had had two kids why um why is this happening now like I thought I was made to have kids you know like um mm-hmm. I almost felt that my my body had failed me um but at the same time it was easy for me to to hold on to the lord of like okay like you're I'm going through this you know quote unquote like trial and tribulation and um, I can hold on to the Lord. Like you are still good. I do trust you. Like blessed be your name. Um, so I really, really held on tightly to the Lord through that first miscarriage. And, um, so we, we waited a few months and then, um, we had decided Tim, Tim and I are really good at communicating, <laughs> I, I'm a person, I'm like, I need to, let's talk out every scenario and every possibility. Like, what are we going to do if such, such and such happens? Like, I just don't like making decisions off of heavy emotions. Um, so a few months Mm -hmm. after we had, we had discussed it, we were like, let's try to have a third again. And we had talked, um, even through there, like if we miscarried the, for a second time that we would not have, we would not try again. It was not something that I wanted, you know, obviously you don't want to go through it again, but we had, we had already discussed what would happen if I miscarried twice. So, um, fast Mm -hmm. forward, I miscarried beginning of August with my first one. Fast forward to November. Uh, we decided to try again and I had gotten pregnant and this time I, I was right on it. You know, like we called the doctor, we went in, we got blood tests and, um, got, you know, that 12 week appointment and ultrasound. And I was feeling sick, which was such a blessing to me. Then I was just praying that I would feel pregnant and I definitely did. Um, so we, the beginning of January, it was, I was 12 weeks pregnant and 
we had went in and I was feeling completely sick up until this point. Like in my head, there was no way anything was wrong. So I was feeling so pregnant. Um, so we had went to the doctor's office and, uh, luckily we had dropped off the kids at a very good friend's house and, uh, Mm. we went in for the ultrasound and we quickly found out that there was no heartbeat and, that mm. was just absolutely devastating for me. Um, just laying on the yeah. table, like, <laughs> no, <sighs> Tim's getting emotional, getting me all emotional too. Uh, it was, it, yeah, it was like, oh, sorry, I don't even know. I just screamed. I just screamed no, and I cried of like, there's no way that this can be happening mm. again. And I knew right away, you know, I'd seen ultrasounds with my other kids. I knew that they didn't find a heartbeat and I didn't see it on there. And when she said the ultrasound tech went to go get the doctor and, uh, you know, it was in that moment I looked at Tim and I said, it's not good. And mm. just like screaming out and, the doctor was like, the baby measured all the way up, <laughs> up. It must have happened like yesterday, you know, or a few hours ago. There's no way of telling. Oh and that was like, I just became, I was very angry. I was very, very angry of why is this happening? Like this, why is this happening again and so far along? And um, yeah, so we went into a different room and the doctor gave us all of our options of what we could do and took a a pill um that we were to insert vaginally and um we did pick that up but we went home and we discussed all of our options and really we could have passed the baby naturally like wait for it to happen or we could insert this medicine vaginally and um that's something I decided to do I just couldn't I felt like a walking casket for the baby and I just couldn't Mm. do it um so we came home my parents took the kids overnight this was on a Friday parents took the kids overnight and I was gonna do everything on Saturday um, cause it, I think they said it would take like 10 to 12 hours for it to happen. And, um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it on Saturday. I just was sobbing and I just couldn't get myself to, to do it. Um, which ended up being mm-hmm. like really nice though. Cause Tim and I were able to, we went on a little hike together and just process everything and just mourn the loss together and mm-hmm. uh yeah just get in the uh, just to be with one another through this through it all and mm-hmm. um yeah so on sunday i decided like we were going to do this tim dropped off his parents or dropped off his parents dropped off the kids at his mom's (laughs) and 
it was in, it was, there was so much power in that moment of me just falling on my face on the kitchen floor, just sobbing, sobbing. Um, and just thinking like, I, I can't do this. I, I literally cannot do this. And it was in that moment, as strange as it is. And I know people, I know it's, it's bizarre if you don't love Jesus. (laughs) It was like in that moment, I heard God's voice saying, get up child, like get up. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, so that's when the whole process started and it took about 10 hours for us. And I ended up miscarrying the baby at home and, um, it was horrible it was horrible. It was like, it was labor and birth. Like I, I mean, it wasn't Mm. like pushing out a nine pound baby, but I had to push. Like I, you felt the urge. Mm -hmm. I just, no one tells you about this. And when you're miscarrying and you have to, no one tells you that it's like labor pains and that you have to push this baby out of you. And then I had, I had the, the child in my hand was like the side, the palm of my hand and it was all intact and in the, and in the sack and just looking at this baby and just, just being so angry of my body rejecting Mm. the baby and just so much anger towards God of, of why and, of feeling alone and of mm. like just inadequate and shame and blame and just all of it. It's, mm. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that you've had those thoughts too, Allie, of like, why is this happening? What have I done? Like, absolutely. It, it kind of feels like a sick joke sometimes, you know, you read in the scriptures about how much the Lord loves us. And especially, you know, as you were saying that my mind went to like, how the Lord calls us to protect the vulnerable. And right now we are almost literally at war (laughs) in our country over things like abortion. And we know that the Lord wants us to protect those unborn babies. And then someone like you all who want that baby for him to allow that to happen. It just feels like, why Lord? Like, why would you let that happen? We wanted this baby. We were going to take great care of it. I just feel like that's where my, yeah. And it's very interesting that you say that. And a lot of people have said that, but honestly, my head, when I was like in labor with that second baby and doing this, like, um, all I could think about was women who choose to abort their child. And that's usually like the time frame that they do. It was the time frame that I miscarried and how painful it was. And I bet that they weren't told that it would be painful. And I bet that they weren't told that there was going to be postpartum hormones through that. And just how alone Mm. that those ladies must feel and that there's no hope for them and there's no encouragement for them. And that's one big takeaway. I have a whole new perspective on abortion and, and ladies that, that choose to do that of how much support and love they need 
And unfortunately, all they see is mm-hmm. like us pro-lifers as condemning them. And I was really, really convicted on that mm-hmm. of they just need to be loved, especially in that moment, especially in that like they are becoming vulnerable and who knows if they even have support. And yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so rich. I'd love to hear from both of you about what you felt and what that looked like, especially in regards to your sure, relationship. I'll go first. With I'll give Tim some time to process. Um, mm. Yeah. For, for me, I, um, I really questioned God and who he is. And um, I don't think that we're encouraged to do that in our faith. And I think that's why these losses were so hard Mm -hmm. for me Um, because Mm I like my head immediately went to, why are you doing this, God? Like, why did you take this away from me? Like I have been taught Mm -hmm. my whole life that you are good and that you love your children and that you bless them. And this is happening. Like, why would you do that? Um, so it was a, it was a really, I'm not going to lie. It was a really, really rough, like three to four months for me of just hardcore questioning him, but not, um, but not Mm. studying who he is in that just being like, you aren't who you say you are. And, um, Mm. almost just like putting him in the just blaming him like just blaming who else was there to blame you know like I um what did I do to deserve this like I was you know like eating healthy and exercising and taking the perfect prenatal you know like I was doing it all right this time around like Mm. um yeah so I definitely blamed him and was and was really mad um but I came I don't know like three months four months in I came across a verse that had said um I think it was in Nehemiah that just said like how rooted we are in the Lord and how our roots um go deep and how they flourish and Um, there was no denying that like who I am and my roots were deep, no matter what, like, even if like branches had fallen off my tree or whatever, like I had deep roots in, in the Lord. And, um, if anything, it Mm -hmm. just made me study alone and by myself of who God was. Um, I think it just hit me of like, okay, so my Mm -hmm. faith has been, my parents' faith. It's been my grandparents' faith. And, um, I just felt so shaken and so unsturdy that I questioned everything about him. And it was almost like, so prove yourself to me, like, show me who you are and I will take steps in that. Like I, I will be actively seeking to find out who you are. Um, but it wasn't easy. Like it's mm-hmm. easy to talk about now because it's been a year. Uh, but it was really hard. It was a lot of a lot of tears and a lot of anger and like truly gnashing of teeth. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah. What the heck? So. You know, when we we're when we we're going through <clears throat> the 
the miscarriages. There, there was a lot of anger. Um, there still is a lot of anger. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working through that. Mm. And, uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. um, anger at God. There's a lot of anger at people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we, oh, sorry, I shouldn't have added that. In. But yeah, there's a lot of anger. No, there's there's a lot. No, I'm curious. Do tell. Um, You know, just questioning and you know confusion on that side. Um, You know, there was mixed in just a lot, also due to the timing. Um, You know, some um, you know a a church that was negative to us. That uh, you know there there were some people in there that also Mm. you know kind of kept along that that negative side. Um, Just kind of not not the words we need to speak yeah, into us at add, this time feel free to yeah let me just add what that what up. he's saying is um you see these things on social media of, of what to say not to to people that have miscarried and um mm. sometimes you're like you know that's so stupid nobody would say that and uh it's it's true like we have been told <laughs> that um we need to evaluate our lives for sin because of miscarriages um yeah you know it it, it's it's unbelievable what 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 people say to you um and I think maybe because they're they're nervous Mm -hmm. or um yeah it's just ignorance honestly and uh just don't say those things (laughs) (laughs) just don't say anything or, or you know, that there is yeah. a reason or like that you have yeah. to give meaning uh, uh, to the miscarriages. And, and mm-hmm. It just plays into your your guilt and your um, even if even if you know it's not true, like it, it just plays tricks on your mind to to hear those. And I think that those. Uh, yeah, it really shook uh, the both of us. But it's. In the end, ultimately, and something that I've kind of realized, it's not something that I can really even really comprehend what, what she's going through. Um, and there's a lot of me that, you know, wishes that it wasn't on mm. her. Um, I feel like, um, you know, mm. as much as I tried, um, and I, did, I didn't do a good job. We'll probably get to that. But um, I didn't do a good job in either of the, the miscarriages. But um, on this side of it, it's just knowing, you know, what she's gone through. And that doesn't seem fair mm. um, in any way. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I did not expect to cry, y'all. <laughs> um, I did not expect to cry because this is not something that we have um, experienced. But, Tim, as you say that, that I, you sound very much like Ben as you're saying that because Ben has said similar things. And I think and I don't mean this in like a condescending way at all, but I think that's a very man response to want to be able to take that pain away. And when you can't, it's just hard to see someone suffer. I mean, I tell Ben jokingly, and you guys may have never even thought this before, but I'm like, I'm glad that I'm the one going through this because I couldn't watch (laughs) you go through this. Like, I'm glad that it was me because I can't just stand by and do nothing. So yeah, that, that sounds very much like a typical man response and Ben has responded the same way. So I, mean, I, I think the, <laughs> you know, what, what can you do, you know, in a situation like that? And I mean, 
I think if, if somebody were to ask that, I think I could give a good response as far as what, what do you do? Um, you know, you, you be there for them, you, you know, you, mm. um, you know, you set the right expectations, you put in the time, you do all this stuff, you know, you could kind of mm. check off the boxes or whatnot, but, um, between not, not knowing <laughs> what to expect. And then also, you know, kind of, you know, both going through my own, um, you know, grieving and all that. And then also, <clears throat> sorry. And then also, mm-hmm. um, you know, just it being real life and real on the grounds and, um, you know, actual, you know, 24 hours in a day type thing, you know, you, you don't know what you get. Mm. Um, I think too, to, mm. yeah, Tim takes a lot of responsibility. Um, I think as mm. much as we say we communicate well with each other, I think this put a hiccup in it. I think we really like had a lot of miscommunications um, because we didn't know we've never had mm. to face grief together and um, just not right. knowing how each other process uh, grief. And uh, I think it's Tim, there's a lot of shame. Um, I, I think a lot of it is because it's not talked about a lot either. Like it's almost, you know, it's mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. Like mm-hmm. you don't have a, you know, a baby that anyone saw or anyone, you know, recognized as a human and as your child. And it makes it harder to talk about. It's almost like it's not justifiable. And I think, um, that just made it harder for us to communicate. I was feeling a lot of shame. Like I took a lot of responsibility. Like it was my body. I was carrying it. I must've done something wrong to lose uh, the baby. And I think because of that, I was afraid to talk to Tim about it too. Uh, Yeah. So I just think Mm -hmm. it's, Oh, when I feel like it took us, like seven, eight months to actually sit down and talk about the miscarriages together, just blatantly. Um, so I definitely encourage mm. yeah. people to talk to their spouse about it. Um, and what would have been helpful to not only hear, but um, what were some helpful things that maybe people did for you or even encouraged you to do that, practical things that you did for yourselves to um, really be able I think to for heal me, letting me talk letting me share my story um and really there was only one mm-hmm. person who and it was a really good friend who uh just allowed me to talk about it and she wasn't afraid to ask questions um I don't know if that's just my personality or um I'm a big, I'm a big believer in uh, talking it out though and sharing your story and um, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, like <laughs> which is why you're here. <laughs> just ask them. Um, it was almost. I just remember at times there was like I was just begging people to ask me so I could just get it off my chest and to talk and then mm-hmm. I didn't want to initiate it because I didn't want to burden them and I'm sure it was like vice versa they didn't want to burden me but I would just encourage 
the listeners mm-hmm. out there, like if you know someone that's miscarrying, ask them the hard questions of what just what happened and um how did the how did you pass the baby? Mm-hmm. Just it was stuff like that I really needed to get off my chest and um I just kept it all bottled up. It was like a ticking time bomb because I couldn't I couldn't even verbalize what was happening to anyone. Um, yeah. So just ask the questions. Mm. That's what helped me the most. Yeah. That's so helpful for me to hear. Hey, so fun fact, it is my goal to keep this show as ad free as possible. Just between you and I, I find it super aggravating when I'm in trance with one of my favorite podcasts and then the show is interrupted by multiple consecutive ads. I get it. Girlfriend has got to make a living. Podcast can be a full-time job, but I just wonder if there's a better way, which is where donations come in. In order to keep this show as ad-free as possible, donations are a necessity. To those of you who donate to the show, thank you. And to those of you looking for a way to donate, you can donate via PayPal, Venmo, or check. That info is on AllieChristian.com slash podcast. And by the way, if you can't give, please know that you are always welcome here. Continue to enjoy the weather channel. All right, now back to the show. I don't have any groundbreaking advice on this one, (laughs) believe it or not. But um, it was even good hearing from some guys of, we've gone through that, you know, that was so tough for my wife or yeah. Yeah. And that's amazing that those guys offered up that information because this is something that Ben and I talk about regularly, how guys struggle so much more than women to talk about things and like real things. And so I love that they opened up and I mean, <laughs> it, you know, for women that wouldn't technically be opening up, you know, <laughs> but for men, <laughs> like just to say that, like, that's huge, you know? So that is, that is really cool. And to all of the men listening, <laughs> kudos to you guys um, for opening up, you know, like, and we need, we need more of that. I know that Ben definitely could have used more of that. And so, yeah, that's that's really good. There is so much power, Tim, you're right, in just hearing that, like, other people have gone through it. And like you said, Amanda, that it is really common, but people don't <laughs> talk about it. And so you feel weird. You feel like a freak. And you're like, what do I do with this? You don't really know how to handle things. Nobody talks about miscarriage and premarital counseling or cancer and premarital counseling. You know, it's not necessarily the focus of <laughs> your topic. It was such a hard, hard season. Um, and just realizing that it was a season, though, I think was really important for me of like, this is just going to be a dry mm. season. Like it's, we're just need to, I just need to mm. sit in my grief and respect it for what it is. And at the same time, like not expect him to, to feel everything that I'm feeling and um, vice versa with him. And it's, Mm. we love, we love being married and we love marriage and being friends, but it's not easy all the time. And it's just a part of marriage though. Like you just have to go through hard things for it to be, to enjoy Mm -hmm. the highs and yeah. Oh, that's so good. No, it's, it's so true. And like you said, it doesn't feel 
profound because it's something that you know, but it's something that we all need to be reminded of. So thank you <laughs> for that. Um, okay, let's end on a fun, fun question. Um, so you all, I'm asking you this for the first time. This is the first time I've asked this question, but we are officially moving into holiday season. So I want to know what is on, what are you asking for, for Christmas? No, I already bought you Christmas present. Oh, I know what I, I know what I want. Okay. So for, for Christmas, I want a Garmin Instinct watch <laughs> with GPS technology. I'd love it to be sitting on okay. the counter right now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to say you're the best way to happen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I win. It happens. What do you want, honey? Please tell us. Tell us. Does it have to be realistic, Wish? We want to know. Want, we want to know. I want what a nice skincare product line. I want everything. I want the face wash. I want the scrub. I want the moisturizer. I want it all. I love facial care stuff. So. I normally just do the moisturizer. Yes. yes. I do the whole kit. I love the whole yes. kit. The whole thing. <laughs> awesome perfect okay perfect well thank you guys again this was this was really helpful even for me like I said somebody who has not gone through this to know how to speak life and encouragement into we appreciate it people who have and that's the point of this podcast and also as listeners because Amanda's listened she's sent it to me I've listened and uh you know as listeners as well we you know appreciate it appreciate um the message you're sending Hey, thank you for joining us today. I hope you're not falling for a lie that you could never be holy enough to respond to your situation as our guest today did. I know that's sometimes where my head goes when I hear stories of holy struggle, so can I remind you that you have everything you need to respond the same way? Jesus offers hope in our pain, and it usually only requires a perspective shift to notice it. So whether it's time in his word, going for a walk through creation, or a heart-to-heart with a friend, this is your weekly reminder to take time to snatch that much-needed perspective shift.